No, no, yeah. that's that's great, Janelle, and and it's so true. You know, just saying you want to be rich is kind of a superficial why, and most people won't really go through with that. But if you have a deep underlying reason that just like sets a fire in your soul, then like you said, that will motivate. It's not even motivating. It's like beyond motivation. Hello and welcome to the Refined Real Estate Podcast. In today's episode, we talked about a couple questions. We did a question round between all of us. So we answered answered some things about our why. We got into um, really digging in deep of like why we're in real estate, uh, a little bonus round of where we see ourselves in five years. So we're really excited to get into this episode. But before we do, we just want to remind you guys that if you like this podcast, please send us a like, hit that like button or subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify, please download and give us a five-star review. And as always, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram. We're all quite easily accessible on there at Refined Real Estate NS and then our personal Instagrams as well. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us, give us some feedback, any comments. We would love to hear from you. And then also myself, Janelle and Ian, we are mortgage brokers with the Blake Wilson Group. So if you have any mortgage questions, if you're making a purchase or want to strategize on a purchase, please reach out to us. Again, you can find us on our Instagrams or shoot us an email. So we are excited to jump into today's episode. Okay, let's get into it. So today we are chatting, doing some frequently asked questions, common questions. Some of you maybe new or beginner might be wondering these things. So we are just going to jump right into it. So first question I have would be for Ian. And the question is regarding how do you manage a work-life balance when working in real estate? Yeah. So great question. Something that a lot of people will struggle with. Uh, some people will be workaholics. Some people will be too social. So there is a fine line and a nice balance that you can certainly strive to, to get. So for me, you know, I, for me, it's not work nine to five every day. So it's, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll want to have a more relaxed morning, but I'll be either recording a podcast later in the evening or a webinar or, you know, have meetings or, or that type of stuff. So I'm not someone that necessarily will stick to that strict schedule. There are parts of my life that I certainly do. So my non-negotiables are, you know, going to the gym every morning, you know, eating good meals, that type of stuff. In terms of the, the work-life balance, it's, um, you know, when there is tasks to be done, it's buckle down, get them get them going and then try not to stress about not doing work all the time because definitely been caught in that loop before where it's you know you'll put in a good day and you still won't feel like you've achieved enough so you're you're in that anxious battle of okay I need to be doing more I need to be doing more but there is a point in the the day where you, if you've done a good chunk of stuff you've you've done those actionable items to get you closer to your goals you should celebrate that with a little bit of that mental break by doing other things that you enjoy doing so uh so yeah that would be what i would say is know when you're doing good things and know that it's okay to not be grinding when when you have accomplished some things no that's awesome and then just when you're speaking there, it did make me think that I know a lot of people in real estate now, the people who are quite serious about it, they ended up building their social network around real estate. So oftentimes their sort of fun times, like fun life balance ends up being with other people in real estate. So that helps too. Absolutely. 
Awesome. That was fantastic. And next question I have is for Manny, and it's how to get started in real estate. Oh, man. <clears throat> There's so, so many ways. There's no... There's no one shoe fits all for getting started in real estate. You know, I have friends that the first purchase was a 50 unit. And then I have friends whose first purchase was a duplex. But generally speaking, you know, I would suggest somebody, you know, first, I feel like we've done whole podcasts on this, you know, but just educate yourself, you know, yep. first truly believe that like, this is what you want to do because real estate's not easy, but the safest way to go at it is, you know, just buying something small by yourself first, you know, whether it be. I, w I would think buying a small multi duplex triplex is better than a single family home, but whatever you buy, just buy something small with your own money, go through the, the trials and tribulations that, that goes through with, you know, buying real estate, learn how to be a landlord, you know, make those mistakes early and then you can kind of go from there. That's how I would suggest for the average folk to get into real estate early, just buy something small by themselves you know, save up money slowly over time, you know, to put five, 10% down kind of house hack situation. And then you can go from there. And if that doesn't excite you, then, you know, you can, you can, you can start big, just make sure you are properly educated and you have good partners or you are just have a lot of money. <laughs> and if it goes poorly, it doesn't matter type of thing. That's yeah. That's how I would suggest. Cause I, just like all of us, I think all of us, we started off with a small duplex and then it just kind of snowballed from there. Yep, Perfect. very much so. All right, so I guess I'll ask some questions now. So let's start with Manny. So uh, let's talk about your experience with working with partners. Well, you know, first time actually, like with true partners, it would just be like this first Cleveland deal. You know, I guess over the past year, you know, the three of us have been working together and like over the past few months, specifically Ian and I have been really like dialed in on US stuff. But I think working with partners it really depends on the person and your kind of personality and what your goals are. Cause I have friends that are just anti partners. They like to do shit by themselves. You know, they're lone wolves and that's fine. You know, like you can be successful that way, but I just personally believe with the right teams around you, you can just go so much farther and it's more fun, you know, and you can just do bigger things. If I was by myself, I think I said this before, I could probably buy stuff in the U S but it would have just taken me longer. I would have had to make more mistakes by myself first. I would have had to raise more money or make more money myself. So just working with partners and having the right people on your team can really accelerate your growth. Yeah. And the sky's the limit. You know, if you have the right people around you, the right network and you, you all push each other, help hold each other accountable. Yeah. I've had nothing but good, good things to say so far about working with partners. Great stuff. Good answer. Um, now, Janelle, uh, let's go with uh, goal setting. So like, why is it important and how do you stay on track with your goals? Yeah, good question. In terms of goal setting, it always comes down to, I think for me, it's picking that one. This is a more personal answer, I suppose, but picking that one goal and then just sticking with it and saying like, what am I doing to get myself there? To be honest with you, I know a lot of people speak about doing like vision boards and things like that. I know that works for a lot of people, but just personally, it doesn't seem to do it for me. So in terms of goal setting, it's picking out that one thing and then just working towards it every day. And then I love coming up with like a list in the morning or actually the night before. I'll often come up with a list of things that I need to do the next day. And the first thing that has to be on that list has to be related to that goal. It's like the next step to get me there. Whether, for example, like today I'm uh, on my reno doing that one. So my goal is to get that reno done. And the next stage or the next like step in that process is getting the electrical work done. So I'm meeting an electrician there today and coming up with a plan because we had to change some things up there. So that's the 
like at utmost most important thing for that for me today i feel like i'm not the best person to answer like on goals but because i feel like i come up with goals and then i like change them or yeah. i feel like i get to them in like kind of a weird way yeah but, no it's a, uh yeah i can speak to that as well so i know for us personally and some of the stuff that we wanted to accomplish with like refine and stuff like we have those weekly meetings where we'll say okay these are the things we want to get done it's it's you know to some degree it's a goal check-in to another uh, degree it's more of a, a checklist of things to do but those things on the checklist are what is moving us closer to our goals so I, I know I find those particularly helpful and uh, and you know have helped moved us forward I have a funny story for like a vision board it's not like a full-on vision board that I look at every day but probably about I don't know two years ago on my computer screen I set my background to like a big purpose built like big brick building multifamily building and i was just wanted to be reminded you know constantly like yeah no multifamily big purpose built building and actually manny the first building that we bought is probably twice the size of the building that's uh, on my background so it's like that that's just a nice, nice. little not to us so but i remember when i made that my background i was like oh man to like own something like this would just be like the coolest thing and now it's like our building is yeah literally twice the size of it so yeah so that's a fun little thing for me so yeah no i think the only thing that i would the thing that motivates me for goals and i think that's exactly it it's like the motivation of why i want that goal i've never been good at like picturing that thing or like oh i want this car like oh i want this that's never seemed to got me to my goal it's always some sort of like deeper motivation whether it's like i want financial stability for like a future family like those are the sort of thought processes processes that go through my head that seem to get me to my next goal so i think that's that's where my goal setting comes in it's kind of like a I'm more of like, why do I want this process? And then that seems to kind of push me because I'm when it comes to like daily task, like orientated and getting things done, like I'm really strong at that, but I need to know why, like I want that thing. And that why has to be really strong. Nice. Absolutely. Honestly, that, that kind of leads me to my next question. Then I can give it to you first then Janelle, like, how do you find your why? Like that is a, I guess that's, that, oh, okay. that is a deep thing, right? So how do you figure it out? Yeah. Or maybe first start it's, with it's like, what is a why? Yes. Yeah, maybe yeah. start out with the why is like, why are you doing this? Like, why do you want specific to real estate? Because obviously, this is a real estate podcast. But it's like, why are you doing real estate? Like, why are you in this? Like, this is a crazy business. Anyone who's an entrepreneur, like I say, like, you're all we're all crazy. We're all like a little bit unhinged to choose a life where, as Ian was pointing out, like, you're basically you're working all the time you're de often dealing with people all the time you're getting like the shit end of the stick all the time like you're always to the blame everything's your fault especially here in nova scotia as a landlord so it's like it's a tough life like it's it's mentally draining you know we're we're dealing with stuff all the time and i say it to people all the time like my challenges are so different like they're so unique like they're not the same as oh you showed up to work and like it was difficult to work with a colleague and you know it was shitty and you just went home and it's like, oh no, it was really difficult to work with my contractor and they decided to quit and uh, I don't have anyone to do my job. Stuff like that. So for, but on the other end of things, doing real estate can lead to like a ton of financial freedom. You can make a lot more money, again, leading to financial freedom or can help people, help yourself, help your family, whatever it is. And then on the other side of things too, or like another point to make on that is the like the accomplishment, like not a lot of people can drive down, you know, a street and be like, Hey, like I bought that street. Like I own every single building there or like I, 
you know, provide, provide affordable housing, stuff like that. Or like I make a difference in my community and, you know, like I love building beautiful homes and people love them. Like people post them on Instagram, you know, like they host their families in them. So for me, like finding your why, it can't be about, oh, like I just want to have the nice car. Like, oh, I just want to, you know, live in this mansion. The people who have those whys, they they might work, like it might work for some people, but I've noticed that the people who have really, really, really strong whys, like deep ingrained, like crazy, you know, I'm going to like, die if this doesn't happen kind of type whys, those are the people that I've seen who are just gone the absolute farthest. farthest. Those are the people who like are the absolute top people. Like I can think of, for example, on a Bigger Pockets podcast that we listened to recently, it was like an immigrant from Africa. She talked about sleeping on like the ground floor basically getting kicked out of her family like hut home and coming to the US and just like working so hard, you know, getting a good education, getting started in real estate. And then she was like, oh my God, like I can make so much more money in real estate and I'm going to help my family so much more. And she was pretty much in tears. Like she was in tears talking about this and like talking about her why, like why she's doing real estate. It's not for the things in like the house, like her why that drove her every day because you need something that's really strong that's going to wake you up at like five in the morning or keep you working like 18 hours a day every single day. It's not going to be a thing. It's not going to be a piece of jewelry. It's not going to be a watch. It's not going to be driving a nice car down the street. It's like, oh my God, my family is safe. Like I'm protecting them. Like, you know, I'm sending my siblings to college. Those are the whys. And you have to think about that and figure that out. And I was speaking to like a younger girl about this. And she was like, well, I don't really like know my why. And I was like, think like, why, why, why? Like drilling into her. And I was like, I know my why. It's like, I want, like, I want a flexible lifestyle because when I have a family, I'm going to be around for that. Like, I don't, I spent so much time in the Arctic. I spent so much time away, so much time in a car driving to work. And it sucked. I was like, I don't want to be here. Like, I want to be able to choose that I can be at home, like, with my family. Like, I want to raise my kids. And I want to give my kids and my family, like, the life that I got. You know, like, it's like, oh, I want to join soccer this summer. Here you go. Here's all your gear. Like, go join it. Or it's like, oh, we want to go to, like, a family cottage and make memories like I did growing up. Like, that's what I want. And, like, talking about it now is, like, kind of kind of make me cry. Like, um, because it's just, like, I think about those things. Um, and, like, a lot of people, for example, it's, like, I have a boat. I've had a boat for a couple of years now. And some people might see it and be, like, wow, she's so young. Like, she has a boat, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, no. Like, my sister and my brother and I talked about having a boat because we grew up with one. And when I think about, like, my younger childhood, that was my favorite thing to do with my dad. All I'd ask is, like, Dad, can we go on the boat? Dad, can we go on the boat? Like, all the time because it was so fun for me. And, like, I want to do that with my, like, you know, though, like, it's not to have the thing. It's to have the memories with my family. So, sorry, that's, like, a long why, but that's, <laughs> well, that was that's awesome. the real why. <laughs> like, no, no, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great, Janelle. And, it, and it's so true, you know, just saying – you want to be rich is kind of a superficial why. And most people won't really go through with that. But if you have a deep underlying reason that just like sets a fire in your soul, then like you said, that will motivate. It's not even motivating. It's like, it's like beyond motivation. It's just like, it's why you do it what you do. It has to like wake you up in the middle of the night and like make you think. And, and, and it's not to say that people who want like the nice things, like that's fine. That there's nothing wrong with that. Like I want that too. It's always nice to have a nice life, but those people who don't really know their why they probably have it like they're 
and that's like the same conversation I was having with that like younger girl. She's like, well, I, I do want that. And it's like, dig into that reason. Like you have it, but you just need to uncover it. Yeah, very true. And one thing about being like very, very wealthy is I think I told you guys once too, money is just an amplification device, right? So if you're a good person to your core and you just have a lot, a lot of wealth and a lot of money, think yeah. about all the good things you can do, you know? You can build hospitals. You can build whole cities. Just like that level of wealth is is what, you know, we kind of all are trying to get to so we can really propagate that to the world and really make good things happen. I just, an example, like I just think of all the people that are like anti-landlord and stuff like that. I'm like, man, if you put that energy into just getting rich, you know, and then helping poor people instead of actually just, you know, making it hard. Anyways, I digress. That kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of goes through yeah. my mind. Ian, how about yourself? I, I have a question for you then. How do you manage the highs and the lows of this crazy world that we that we work in? Yeah, uh, good question. I would say I do it uh, a lot better than some people. I know, like, yeah, we've had like Janelle and I alone, um, like in my other businesses, like all that stuff. There is heaps of good good days and bad days, and it's uh, you know you got to try and remind yourself when you're going through either of them that hey like this is temporary that you know yes let's celebrate the wins and let's keep level-headed during the losses so in the run of a day i'll go through highs and lows and then in the run of a week same thing um i know both of you can attest uh even in you know the relatively short time we've all been working together that we've already experienced lots of highs lots of lows so for me yeah that's just it it's uh it, it is celebrating when when you do accomplish something because I, I know sometimes and Janelle and I, we've chatted with uh, about this before is that, you know, we do pull off some really good stuff and then sometimes it won't go celebrate it. And then we might just focus more so on all the things that are going poorly. So that was something that I, I know I remember the meeting when Janelle and I chatted, like, you know, we have to put a, a, a bigger effort into sub celebrating even the little, little wins. You know, we finished one of our units or a tenant agrees to move out or whatever it might be, because the impact of the lows can sometimes stick with you a little bit more. But it, it is nice to just dial it back. Remember, hey, we are making progress, but yeah, it's going to there's going to be bumps in the road. Absolutely. So um, in terms of managing both, it's, uh, you know, for, for the highs, like I said, celebrate a little bit more. And for the lows, like don't dwell on it. Uh, it's just a problem that needs to be fixed. And uh, you should concentrate your effort on fixing the problem and not on just the anxiety of the, the issue. Because if you're just worrying about it, then you have to live through it twice. And if you, uh, if you actually just deal with the problem, then away you go. So um, anyone out there listening that's not in real estate, yes, or entrepreneurship or anything like that. Yeah. You know, you can go get, uh, you know, your basic, your normal job, work that off. You'll have less highs and lows. You're still obviously going to have those highs and lows, but with real estate, because there's so many complex things going on. There's so many factors outside of your control. The best you can do is just put together a solid plan and uh, try and execute it. Same with Janelle's goals. They change all the time. Same with the plans. They change all the time. It's, uh, it's just ever evolving with it. So it's, uh, you know, just uh, going out there, giving it your best. And uh, that, that, that's all you can do really. Cool. Cool. Yep. 100%. I have a bonus question for all of us. Where do you see 
yourself in five years? You can go first, Janelle. <laughs> oh, man. My sisters are going to get a kick out of this. I was like, with family and kids? <laughs> I'll be like, her, no. Yeah, I can see that. I I feel like for me personally, my real estate, like I'm hitting some of my bigger goals uh, probably towards like the end of this year. Around like the fall, a lot of the the bigger projects and like bigger goals that I've had, like just hitting a certain uh, amount of like passive income, passive income, and then finishing up some projects that that's going to feel really good. And then to be honest with you, having like a mortgage career, because I like, I, I like that stuff. Like it's always just learning. Like I'm always meeting cool people. So having a source of like active income that I enjoy and that's flexible, that like works for my life. So in th- five years, I'll be um, 30, almost turning 34. So yeah, I, I think having like a family and kids would be, I, and I feel that like I've never been like a very maternal person, but I felt it like my later 20s, like it's kind of turning around. Like I see children and I'm like, oh, it's like not so bad anymore. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like, like truly, like I feel like, like my sort of like life like it's kind of shifting so that's where my I see myself so sorry if it's not owning like 100 units in real estate but I would say it's like a really good work-life balance kind of like talking about what we were saying earlier and and I think the point is like having that flexibility to like choose projects like I always do projects like I'm, I'm not very good at just sitting and being around so I'd love to do like like a couple like high-end projects like that would just be fun that would be like like a high-end flip or whatever it is but I'd see myself just like living in Halifax and just like really enjoying like a like a flexible career and yeah just still like still being in I don't think I'll ever be out of real estate that's for sure sweet what about you Ian five years where are Uh, we so for myself five years holy (laughs) it's hard for me to like put like a some visions (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess not the same be- as my answer yeah <laughs> yeah probably similar in that regard but, um yeah um in regards to real estate specifically um I, like i for me it's like i don't even really want to put like a number count of units on it it's like i want to just keep growing the way we are what what'll be more important to me is just having the team set up that much better. So it's like, you know, whether that's with, you know, a couple hundred units, a couple thousand units, like it really doesn't matter to me. It's like, if we have a solid team, so everyone knows what the roles is, everyone's working together, everyone's pushing things forward, you know, that will be a good part of what I, I, I care about. But having said that, yeah, a bunch of units and from a work-life balance, pretty much living a similar life to I do now, you know, it's uh, for the most part, things are pretty, pretty easy going when it comes to work. Yeah. Just have, have that good team around us. So that would be, be huge to me, but yeah, a lot of the other areas of my life I'm, I'm very happy with. So what about you, Manny? I feel like my answer is like uh, right in the middle of both of yours. You know, <laughs> I, I'm already married, so I will ideally have a couple of kids running around at that point in five years time. You know, real estate wise, you know, if you told me like at the start of the year, you know, we'd be almost at 100 units, I would have told you you're crazy. So it's like, it's hard for me to really put a number on the doors, you know, because That's the door yeah. doors are, it's, I don't want to say it's irrelevant because like, you know, it's how much money are we making? How profitable is our business, you know? And, um, but saying that, I feel like at least a thousand doors is very, very attainable, yeah. especially with with the right people that we put around us. So yeah, let's say that. 
Um, I'll probably still be in Halifax most of the time. You know, I would love, love to have like a home elsewhere in the winter. I know you, you both yeah. love, well, I don't know about you now. I know Ian, you love snowboarding and stuff, but man, I just can't get by in the winter. I'm just not, I don't have any seasonal depression. I'm very level-headed guy. I just don't like the snow and I don't like being cold. Yeah. So I would love to be able to just go elsewhere all winter. <laughs> Yeah. Some people yeah. do. Some people oh, love no. it. Oh, no. Yeah. Some I people don't... are weird, you know, okay. um, or just different. Yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. They're different. Yeah. They're not, they're not like me. So I'd like to have a, you know, maybe Florida. I was in Hawaii for my honeymoon. I'd love something there, but my goodness, the, the real estate prices there are steep, but hopefully in five years, uh, that won't be an With a thousand no. units, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's where I, that's where I see myself. I won't be working anymore. My wife won't be working, you know, our kids will be working for us. You know, I'll have some little, some little four-year-old <laughs> running around yeah. prop, property managing. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's about it, man. Like I have a pretty good life. I just like to take care of my family, you know, start thinking bigger too. I feel like once you get to that stage, once money's no longer really like a, an issue for you, that's when you can kind of take a step back and look like, how can you leave your imprint in the world? And that's yeah. Even now I, I think about it, but like once I'm at that stage, that's where I can really dedicate a lot of my time to that. It's like, okay, now what will my legacy be as Manny? You know, how will the world remember me? And that's what I'll be spending a lot of my time on. Yeah. Nope. I was going to say answers. for the both of you, I can definitely see you guys having like a thousand units in Ohio <laughs> or Texas or like wherever and pulling out some big refi numbers. <laughs> yes, I really hope so. We're definitely on the path there. And hopefully you, you join us at some point. The door is always open. <laughs> Just like I'm envisioning my like a very calm, peaceful life. And I'm not like freaking out about bookkeeping or taxes. And I'm like, mm, look at all my nice Canadian taxes. It's like doing them on my own on Simple, And I'm like, this is so easy. We'll hire somebody to do it for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Economics of scale. Let's see. Let me. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I think that wraps it up for us. Yeah. 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 Thanks, everybody. That wraps up today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked this episode, please be sure to give us a like and subscribe on our Instagram. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Music. And please, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us at Refined Real Estate NS on Instagram. Um, shoot us a message and tag us in your stories. If you're doing any, any projects too in Halifax, we would love to see that. Love to hear about it. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think about the pod. Thanks. Yeah.